Bye-bye Hachino. He's going to give us an update on his macro view. He's the founder, chief strategist of Path Trading Partners. Uh, Bob, did Jay Powell blow up the bear case? Well, blow up. I don't know if it blew it up. Um, I think the best you could say about all three of the statements and actions that we saw the three major central banks over this past week as non-committal more than anything. And that's the way I look at it. It's all three of them have commitment phobia right now to, I, I, I have a conspiracy theory about the U.S. Fed, and then I have an actual theory. Okay, give the me US. the actual theory today. So the actual <laughs> theory, the actual theory is that Jerome Powell really is feeling the pressure to not go too far despite what he says. He said okay. disinflation a lot yesterday. He actually looked at the financial conditions questions um, you can look at the Chicago Fed Financial Conditions Index. You don't have to look at the Bloomberg one because you have to pay for that one. But you can go to the Chicago Fed website, look at their Financial Conditions Index, and things have gotten looser, for lack of a better word, over the past four months. Uh, substantially looser, back to levels we saw in May of last year, which there was only one rate hike of 25 basis points at that time. Yet when he was asked that question by several of the reporters, how do you feel about financial conditions theoretically becoming more accommodative. And he said, well, certainly monetary policy has tightened. He didn't even really address it. So what does that mean? Um, it means he, even though he says he doesn't see them cutting rates by 2023, maybe I'm wrong about them actually sticking to their guns. And certainly the market performed that way. Yeah. We see a little bit of a comeback in treasury yields late in the day today, yeah. uh, basis point here or there over yesterday's settlements. But yesterday's settlements were double-digit drops, and the market is starting to play more toward the idea of a slowing economy and not a hawkish Fed, which I would argue that the stock market's been doing that the whole time. Usually you look to the bond market to be right, and then right now we're seeing the bond market follow the stock market and almost admit it may mm. be wrong. Uh, Bob, the uh, implications of uh, this are pretty interesting. Uh, bonds basically just sitting around the same level for the most part, you know, you push them one way, they kind of just drift back to three, five. Dollar's a tiny bit higher here today. Uh, Bitcoin a little bit sleepy. And uh, that's where I do kind of wonder if this maybe doesn't quite have the longevity of, uh, you know, central bank pivots, pauses, or just uh, kind of positioning other kind of more euphoric rallies had. Uh, because you would think that we'd get even bigger uh, kind of moves in some of the speculative stuff. Maybe there is some permanent damage here, or is it just going to be a matter of time and, uh, you know, the speculative stuff is going to wake up more than it already is? Well, Jenny, I think, was did a good job explaining the weakness in the Dow. Uh, Meta explains some of the strength in the NASDAQ. But you can actually look at it on a broader scale and say, well, it's a rotation out of value and into growth. And which is what caused me to buy Bitcoin today. Um, I'm very small, it's a trade. Mm. Um, I still think there's some things that need to be worked out, but I'm now long Bitcoin because if the NASDAQ is going to rise, now we get that same scenario that played out a couple of years ago where you have gains in the tech sector that then bleed into uh, Bitcoin. I have not exited gold. Uh, I was just looking at a, a Victor Jones tweet, who we all know, saying, is it just me, is gold getting crushed? I wouldn't say gold is getting crushed. But you mentioned the dollar strength. It was surprising to me how much stronger it was against the euro and the pound. Mm. I mean, those are the two it's moving the most against today. Right. And those are the two central banks that, in theory, would be a little more hawkish than the Fed. And apparently, the market doesn't think they are. 
So I'm a little, I'm a little insecure today, Oliver, about this bear case, but I still stick to, I don't think the October lows are the lows, okay. but now we need earnings to do it next week. We've got over 300 companies with market caps of 500 million or more. And we've got uh, 24 with market caps of 50 billion or more reporting. And as of right now, or I should say, as of last week, the blended earnings decline is 5%. Mm -hmm. That's still going to be the worst since Q3 of 2020 if it were to stay there. Great Next point. week, we could change that quite a bit. So the bear case uh, is wobbling a little bit here until earnings confirm you know, that we are going to uh, be unable to avoid recession. But in the meantime, uh, you're going to kind of hedge it by buying some Bitcoin, buying a little risk on in case it does have another leg higher. Yeah, very little bit. I still, okay. you know, I've said since the beginning of the year, OJ, I've said it to you, I said it to Ben, that I think the, the weakness in the equity market comes at the end of the first quarter, beginning of the second quarter. Yes, Not you now. have. Okay. So I'm, I'm sticking with that because we haven't broken out in any real way, in my view, that changes that. Uh, but this could certainly go a long way to doing it. All right. Thank you very much, Bob. Good convo. Like it, uh, like following the uh, process uh, that you have here. And uh, we are definitely paying attention. Bob Icino, founder, chief strategist at Path Trading Partners.